BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And welcome, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth. Uh, David Brody here again. Another podcast, and boy, another big newsmaker interview. I'm interviewing my mother. No, that's not true. Though my mother clearly disappointed that she is not uh, on this week's podcast. But then again, she's been in a way kind of in the podcast of my life for the last, uh, oh, I don't know, 55 years. That's right. I just revealed my age. Hey, uh, on the newscast, did I say newscast? Gosh, I'm not so 1974. On the podcast today, Kevin McCarthy, the happy warrior, the House minority leader. He wants to be the House majority leader. Uh, come 2020, or really technically 2021. Uh, and we'll see if that happens. And we'll talk to him about that on the podcast today. I had a chance to go up to Capitol Hill, interview him uh, up there in his wonderful, beautiful office. Uh, a huge picture of Ronald Reagan, Abraham Lincoln. As a matter of fact, there's some video uh, that you can check it out at justthenews.com. There's some video of our podcast. And I must tell you, uh, it looks literally like Abraham Lincoln, this picture of Abraham Lincoln. It looks like Uncle Abe has, in essence, joined the podcast, which is kind of bizarre. Anyhow, um, Kevin McCarthy, I have to tell you, just uh, I'd say off the record, but it is the podcast, so I guess it's all on the record. A great guy. Uh, I have known him for a very long time, and here's why I can tell you he's a great guy. Went out to Bakersfield, California at least five, six, seven years ago. I can't remember. Um and met with him, interviewed him uh, at the time, did a big profile on him for uh, CBN, uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, and also met his wife, his lovely wife, Judy, and their kids went to his favorite Italian restaurant in town. I mean, this guy is basically, like I said earlier, the happy warrior. He shakes everybody's hands. Oh, I know, coronavirus, but hey, he, he shakes a lot of hands. He raises a lot of money, uh, and, and just a downright good guy. Uh, and so in our conversation, you're going to hear a lot uh, about not just uh, whether or not Republicans can win back the House in 2020, but he talks about the FISA court, uh, specifically whether or not that has to be uh, done away with or reformed. We'll get into that. Uh, also about uh, how it is or what it's like to work with President Trump and what are the keys to getting not along with him, but kind of working effectively with the president, because he's obviously um, pretty, pretty tight with the POTUS. Uh, and then uh, the bulk of our conversation was obviously about the coronavirus, so we'll get into all of that. So uh, real excited about having him on the podcast today, and I have to tell you, when we did this interview, it was like a fireside chat. It literally, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of the heat. My hair doesn't like it. My skin doesn't like it. Uh, it it's just, I, I look disheveled. That's the truth of the matter. So I walk into the office, uh, and there we are doing this fireside chat, literally two chairs, a table next to the fire. There's like six logs on the fire. It's like 914 degrees in there. And I am sweating like you wouldn't believe. So look, it was a bit of an oigavolt uh, moment for me. Uh, but the interview looked great. Uh, having said that, uh, I was sweating like a 
can I say this? Is this, is this I don't know if this is politi politically incorrect, but I'm going to say I was sweating like a big fat pig. I mean, that's the truth. So anyhow, all of that. But before we get to that, we need to tell you about a few things. Where can you find this podcast, The Pod's Honest Truth? Well, here you go, Just the News. That's right, justthenews.com. Uh, my podcast is there. Cheryl Atkinson podcast is there. John Solomon as well. Uh, and so you, you can go there and subscribe and download. You can also go to iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you get any of your podcasts. So make sure you do that and give me a wonderful 5.0 rating. Look, I'd actually like you to give me a 5.1 rating, but they don't allow that. So I'm working with uh, uh, all of those podcast platforms across the board to make sure uh, they make an exception to give me the 5.1. All right, back in a moment with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. And welcome back, everybody, to The Pod's Honest Truth. Time now for our interview with Kevin McCarthy. Let me be clear. Yes, we shook hands at the beginning of the interview. I know coronavirus, maybe not politically, uh, maybe it's politically incorrect to do that. Uh, so what can I tell you? We shook hands. Yes, we used Perel afterwards. That is true, by the way. Uh, and a lot of our conversation had or actually centered on the coronavirus and whether or not uh, what's going to happen with Congress and what precautions they're taking. And, and, and then Kevin McCarthy gets specifically into China, and he really lowers the boom on China and what they have done to cause all of this. So we've got that in the podcast interview, along with quite a few other topics. Here it is. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, Leader McCarthy, good to see you, sir. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I will tell you what, this is this is impressive, by the way. The fire. Did you get this out <laughs> just just for the pod's honest truth? I did, just for you. Wow, wow, that that's nice. Hey, um, all right, coronavirus. Uh, let's start with this. When it comes to Congress, has there been any discussion at all about uh, shutting down temporarily Congress, or, or what, what, what are some of those discussions? We, we've had different discussions, the four leaders, and in with our medical professionals and the architect and others. Just to walk through, do we have the procedures in place and the measurements to be able to know, but there's no need to shut down Congress right now. But what we do need to do and what we have been doing is what are our practices here, right? So we, we increased uh, janitorial, we looking at the rails, doorknobs, elevator, elevator buttons too, making sure those are being wiped down a number of times a day. Mm -hmm. um, just the practice of people here as well. You know, we've got a lot of visitors coming through and sometimes you might have to look at that. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is change. Uh, people come through security so they have their buckets that they put their phones in. That could be a place that could pass it. So we, we purchased new ones. We've changed uh, on the cleaning of that. So we looked at our practices to be much different. You shake a lot of hands out there. You've been to CPAC. Uh, I'm, I think yes, you're I was at CPAC. CPAC. So uh, any uh, view of self-quarantine at this point? Or, or Not no? for me. I wasn't in contact with the individual. Um, okay. It's been past the number of days. And uh, those members who self-quarantine, they don't have any symptoms or other, but they're just precautionary. Tell me a little bit about this, what we're hearing, all this economic stimulus uh, plan. I, and I know the White House has to kind of figure it out and send it up here. But uh, what's the appetite for congressional House Republicans right now in terms of well, a payroll yeah. tax or, or something? Well, we, we have a very strong economy right now. We want to make sure we're able to maintain this. Mm -hmm. uh, so we look at places more like a surgical. There's, there's certain industries that have been damaged. Uh, small businesses are going to get hurt. Um, hourly employees. So what can we do to assist that to keep people working? You know, you haven't had this type of 
unemployment more than 50 years. Payroll tax is something that we have looked at, right? Because you pay it, but also the employer pays it. Looking at what can we do there to make sure the employer is continuing to hire people through this process. Is there some sort of open, um, how do I say this? Are the, are House Republicans open to a we're, we're, we're looking at different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just in the preliminary stages. Uh, let's see what's best. We're talking to the economists and others. Uh, mm -hmm. Mnuchin, the Secretary of Treasury, has spoken to Larry Kudlow as well. And they'll be coming down. They're going to the Senate today. I just got off the phone with the President talking about this. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure whatever we do is effective um, and is helpful. Um, but we've watched before at times when um, Obama would just throw some big stimulus. You wouldn't, you'd spend a lot of money, but wouldn't get the outcome. Mm -hmm. So we, we want to be smart about whatever we do. So you mentioned kind of a surgical strike stimulus yeah. package if it was going to be any sort of package. Because yeah. there's certain industries that are, that are being damaged mm -hmm. um, from the cruise line, from the airlines. And, and really when you want to sit, you want to make sure you're able to be, maintain these and help the individuals, the hourly wage people or people, small businesses that if someone got laid off um, or cut back on their hours in the time period. But the one thing I do want, really want to look at, it comes to even a bigger picture of the supply chain. Mm. What, what, what are we beholden to to have China, even when our um, minerals or others, when it comes to critical what we're building, but even elements of, of medicine? I mean, this is something the president was talking about a long, long time, but it really is coming to fruition during this crisis that came from China. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if President Xi would have allowed what President Trump asked for to let our scientists, our doctors, our researchers in at the very beginning in January, mm -hmm. we probably could have contained this in China to not get it out to where it was. But their denial has made this spread quite further. Thankfully, the president shut those planes down from coming to America when he did. I know some people criticized him for it, mm -hmm. but it was the right decision, and we, we, are, we are in a better position today because of it. Are, are, is it accurate to say that you don't really trust at this point the Chinese as to how this whole thing started and what's going on over there? Because Tom Cotton had said they want international inspectors into that lab in Wuhan. Yeah, I'm not sure of where all that goes. The one thing I do know is every day we learn something new about this. I want the scientists and the research, and we have some of the very best. So, you know, some of your listeners need to understand what did the Republicans do when we're in the major majority to actually be prepared for this? Well, in the last five years, we've increased funding in the NIH and CDC almost to 40%. What Republicans did as well is we created the Infectious Disease Rapid Response Fund. We never even had that, but in 19 we created it, then we increased the funding by 70% national stockpile we funded so we could have the medicines and other things stockpiled. We didn't know this was going to come to fruition, but we wanted to be prepared just as we have a FEMA before a hurricane. The things we learned from Ebola and others, right? We were able to contain Ebola in Africa, which it was a lot in regards to our CDC and NIH that did a lot of the work on that. We got a vaccine for it. Yeah. So it's a combination. Remember what we just passed, this $8 billion. That really goes for testing, treatment, and this is very smart of what was able to do, telehealth. Because what you don't want to have happen, everybody rushing the medical facilities and then contagious, getting everybody sick, actually do telehealth from home. Mm -hmm. So if you have to be contained, you're there before you're making other people uh, sick and others. And it's a, it's a better management. And even from rural areas of America, it's even a better healthcare system provided.
Interesting. Uh, the the divisive politics nowadays, everything's divisive, even the coronavirus. I mean, they, they, they want, they... Uh, it should not be. But have you seen that? It's, it's been... You know what we did... You've even been criticized, this Chinese coronavirus. They, they say, why you, you know, call you know, it that? I, I, heard, I heard somebody criticized for that, but yeah. if you wait for one moment, my daughter has Lyme disease. You know where that started? Lyme, Connecticut. Uh, Zika. It started from the river in Zika. You know, Ebola. Um, West Nile virus. You know what is frustrating to me? Yeah that the Chinese Communist Party is openly saying the CIA created this. They're not taking responsibility for where this happened. They're not taking responsibility for denying the researchers and the scientists from around the world to come in and help contain this. But no, now it's around the world and it's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm not gonna apologize for calling it that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna apologize for standing up to the Chinese of what they did was wrong from the standpoint that they didn't let our scientists in, they didn't let our researchers in, that could have made the world safer. Mm -hmm. And for someone to come back and try to accuse us that they are so wrong. Mm -hmm. And look, when I sit back and look at the politics being played, and that's exactly what that is, mm -hmm. here we were working at a supplemental to get the funding. The Democrats controlled the majority. They did not finish it that week. They made us go home. And you know what they did? Mm -hmm. The Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee, Cherry, uh, Sherry Bustos, mm -hmm. she went and ran seven ads against seven different Republicans. Mm -hmm. She, she made this political, when that is not what this should be. Can't we, for one moment in time, put the American public before politics? Mm -hmm. They hold up the bill to attack us politically mm -hmm. when we're sitting here trying to work and make sure that the funding is there? Mm -hmm. You know, when we had a crisis like this when President Obama was in and I was the majority leader, he never watched us do any of that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, I think Congresswoman Bustos owes an apology to the American public. Mm -hmm that she spent campaign money attacking Republicans, making this all political? That's not the place to be. Someone needs to ask her that question. I wonder if that starts at the top as it relates to Speaker Pelosi and what that whole well, strategy was. Did she direct her to do that? Did, is this, did, they hold it, did they hold the bill up simply to run ads? Mm. That's what's wrong. What's the relationship like with Speaker Pelosi? I want to kind of set the record straight because there's a lot of uh, venom on, on all sides, but, but what, do you have any sort of, what's the relationship exactly? Uh, you know, there, there are things we agree upon. There's a lot of things we disagree upon. But um, I, will, I will tell you, and I want all the American public to know, we're doing everything we can mm -hmm. as a government to make sure we contain this mm -hmm. and provide treatment and others. We met as all four leaders. That, that would regard McConnell, Schumer, Pelosi, and myself. Mm -hmm. And we went, met with the experts. And we, we talk on a regular basis, especially when it comes to coronavirus and the management of government itself. Um, and it, that has been very productive, mm -hmm. and there has not been politics involved mm -hmm. when we deal with that. But yeah, th there are things we disagree with greatly. Um, there are opinions that we have strong on other sides, but I do not think at any time th that should come into play when we're dealing with this. A couple other topics, and then, sure. we're, then we're done. Uh, the FISA court. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of Republicans, as you know, and conservatives say, hey, look, we got to scale it back. we got to do something different. Uh, I know the Attorney General was up here recently. What can you tell us about those meetings and specifically about any potential legislation moving forward, if not from a minority standpoint, if you get the majority as to what you might do with the FISA court? Well, we, we have one that's coming up right now. It uh, could expire by the end of this um, into this week. We've worked closely with the Democrats, the Republicans, and we work closely with the Attorney General and the administration because we have watched the misuse of it uh, by a few individuals, um, especially when it came to Americans or used politically in that basis. We want to make sure 
really when it comes to Title I, that there are reforms there, mm -hmm. that American citizens are protected. But we also want to make sure it's able to be used to keep Americans safe as well, because we know around the world those who want to do us harm. Um, I believe we are very close to um, succeeding in those two goals. And I was just on the phone um, talking to the majority leader's office. Um, we've got a pretty good framework that I think we could get together and we could have a bill this week. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, the devil's in the details, but we, we've made real progress and working with Stinney Hoyer's office has been very collaborative. I mean, we, we've been able to find common ground in both those areas. You don't get 100% of what you want. But I think at the end of the day, and that's why we had the Attorney General up, walking through the different provisions that we saw, and at times you have different opinions, but I think we've collectively come together, and I'm hopeful that um, the Democrats will see some of the changes we want to make, that it's beneficial to all. And um, I'm not giving up. I want to get this done. To be clear, when you say come together, you're talking about reforming the FISA just, court? We, think, we, we believe there has to be reforms in the FISA court. Mm -hmm. We watched what happened to Carter Page and others. We yeah. watched individuals. That can never happen again. Mm -hmm. And we are committed that it just cannot be some clean extension and it goes on as business as usual. Okay. I believe the president is there in our discussions we met with him. I would think that's collectively the majority of all Republicans. Mm -hmm. I know a number of Democrats feel that same way. And so that's where we've been making progress. Is there a specific reform you can point to? Is well, I'll wait till the bill could come out very shortly and you'll see. Fair enough. Uh, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals just recently had, in essence, given, uh, they basically say on Don McGahn, he doesn't have to uh, testify. In other words, a, a win for executive privilege. Mm -hmm. um, that seems, if you play this out, to kind of nullify to agree that obstruction of Congress uh, impeachment article that, that Democrats potentially were... Or, or well, they, they, they never had a, any basis for that. But you, this, this court ruling, oh, yeah. I'm just wondering if that, if you ever get, gain the majority, that that could be potentially rescinded, repealed because of well, this I, court I think decision. Well, I think it all should be expunged. It was all done politically. Mm. I mean, even Jonathan Turley, who, who is a legal scholar and respected on all sides, I, I would say probably one of the tops, is not, is not a Republican. He's a Democrat. Yeah. Did not vote for President Trump. And what he said, the abuse of power would be on the Democrats. Mm if they move forward. And I think if there's anything this country has learned, it's kind of what Alexander Hamilton warned us about. The, the animosity of one would become so strong that you would misuse impeachment for your own political gain, right? Mm. And that's what we watch. We have watched a majority get wasted. You know, you know what's sad? You, you, you were talking about the coronavirus earlier. Right. This administration has been on, on this topic from the very beginning, back in December. In January, then Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney and others came from the White House down to brief a lot of members here, but you never heard about it in the press. Why? Because they were impeaching the president at the time. The preparedness. You have the Adam Schiff of the Intel Committee. We've got Iran. We've got all the other things. Have they had the hearings in regards to that? Mm. No, they are focusing on impeachment, so it's not even their jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. We watched when we were dealing with going after opioids and others. Did we have the hearings in judiciary? No, because they were dealing with impeachment mm -hmm. time and time again. But you know the one place they did not investigate? Mm. Hunter Biden. Mm. I don't care what party you're in, but if someone misuses their office and somebody's son like Hunter Biden gets a $50,000 a month job. That, that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money in America. People don't make that an entire year in, into a place that he had no expertise, he had no knowledge, and your father was investigating when your father was named to be the envoy 
to that country and then withholds the money that was being withholds money to get somebody fired who's investigating the company that you were hired. That company probably thought that was well-spent money to hire Hunter Biden. And then when Hunter Biden gets asked the question, he pretty much says he was hired because of his political basis. Right. Right. No one supports that. But of all the time, of all they spent investigating all the time, they wouldn't investigate that. Mm. It really shows that that's just partisanship. As we wrap up, the House majority, I say the majority, what you want it to be, the, yes. House, the GOP House majority, what, what does the map look like? How do you get into a majority in the fall? What needs to happen and how confident are you that that will happen? Well, we only need 18 seats. If you asked me that last year, it'd be 19. But you know what? Jeff Van Drew re-registered. Mm -hmm. This was a Democrat member of Congress. You know, the last time a Democrat who was registered from the majority and went to the minority no. was in 2010. You know what happened in 2010, later in that year? We took the majority. I've read about that. Um, we only need 18 seats. We've got 30 Democrats who sit in seats that President Trump carried. President will carry all those seats again and more. Um, we've got a really good opportunity to win the majority. Mm. But the one thing I want to take to all your viewers is that this will not be wasted. We will keep our promise. We'll put America first. We will not use it for political gain, but we'll use it to make the next century America century. Mm. And my last question for you, Mark Meadows, you know him well. Yeah, congratulations. Very I was just talking to him. Uh, you know, How's he, he doing? He's in quarantine. He's doing well. <laughs> he, you know, he, he, he can still work while he's sitting there because he's still got the phone, so we're still talking <laughs> a lot of times. Um, he's going to do well. And uh, I think I want to thank Mick for his service. You think from OMB, um, uh, he, all the different agencies that he took care of and the chief of staff, and now he's going to be the envoy to Ireland. If you know Mick, this is probably the job he always wanted. Not that you have to give Mark Meadows any advice, but, but what is the key? You know President Trump well. What is the key to, to working with this president? What, what, what's, not that you would give him advice, but what well, is, he, what he knows, we know? He knows the president well, and this president, I mean, this guy never sleeps, so you, bet, you, better, get on your, you better get all the sleep you need before you go to work for him. <laughs> Uh, be prepared, because this president is smart. He, he could sit back, but he'll know all the different topics, have the information prepared, and be ready to act, because this president's serious when he's talking about draining the swamp, and he's going to work as hard as he can, and um, I think get prepared, because it's work needs to get done, and uh, this president won't slow down for you. Kevin McCarthy, great to see you again. Great fireside chat. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, can I, if I can shake your hand. All right, I got Perel on the desk. <laughs> I'll be going there next. All right, Kevin McCarthy on the Pod's Honest Truth. I should tell you that, you know, I've known Kevin McCarthy. It's got to be at least, I don't know, close to 10 years now. Uh, the last time I interviewed with him, he said he wanted me to come out and go cycling with him around uh, Washington. And that's what he does. Every morning, 6 a.m. or so, he gets up. I say every morning, a few times a week at least, he gets up. And in good weather, he goes around and cycles around the monuments and really kind of catches his breath. Of course, I'd be out of breath if I went with him. But he actually invited me to go with him uh, around uh, D.C. So I think we've got to do that. And I think in the next Pod's Honest Truth, if we can get McCarthy again, which I'm assuming we can, let's do it on bicycles. Why not? Now, look, it's not going to be a tandem bicycle. It's not going to have a basket in the flower. It's not going to be that. Look, I'm going to have to ramp up, all right? First of all, I'm going to lose about 15, 20 pounds. All right, honestly, 25, 30. Uh, and then I'm going to have to get this pretty souped-up bicycle because i got to keep up with this guy. He's in shape. He's 55. I'm 55, but he is in good shape. And me... You know, I'm on the Taco Bell diet, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, look, bottom line is, appreciate Kevin McCarthy. 
and appreciate justthenews.com. Why? Because I'm a part of it and it's phenomenal. It's just the facts. We're not trying to spin you here. We're going to let you decide yourself. We bring you the newsmakers like we did today with Kevin McCarthy. My podcast, The Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody, thank you, narcissistic, thank you, uh, is available uh, by subscribing and downloading uh, the podcast at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget John Solomon's podcast as well. Cheryl Atkinson's podcast too. We are just a podcast factory and we're a news factory as well. Check us out at justthenews.com. All right. Till next time, everybody. The Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody.